You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're coming here What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing She-Hulk Episode 2. This episode was titled Superhuman Law, and we get a more in-depth look into the legal side of this show now. We got all the backstory we wanted with Episode 1, and now, boom, Marvel is doing a great job with Episode 2 of getting us right back in the thick of the legal side, and I love it. I think this is off to at least a great start of the show since like yeah. what one of the first one or two Marvel shows we had. Exactly. I like you said, bro. They just keeping up with the pace. I love how we jump right into it with Abomination. We not playing around with the the lady from the end of episode 1 because we really don't know who she is at this moment. So I'm glad that they go to a familiar character that some people at least know from the 08 Incredible Hulk movie. So we get to see him again. We see a flash that he broke out of prison at the end. So now it's like a mystery what's going to happen with him, who was involved with that prison break. So, yeah, episode two was good, bro. I like that. I like where everything is going in this direction. Definitely, definitely. And we we get an inside look at her family, too, and the impact that her being publicly known as She-Hulk is going to have on the rest of her life now. Like, in they treated her like a celebrity in the family, but her dad was also telling her, look, you ain't the only one who going through it. It's something you got to get used to. Like people going to want to fuck with you for real because of who you are. And that ain't the lifestyle you want, but that's the lifestyle you got now. And this is what I was saying last week where the Hulk walked so she could run. Like people in her family weren't even that surprised by it. Cause it's like, Okay, yeah, your cousin is the Hulk. Like, this isn't a surprise to us. We've seen this shit before. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's happening in the immediate family. Like, her dad was telling everybody to calm down. But, like, they've seen the Hulk before. So, they know what to expect with it. But I don't think they know at this moment that she's, like, a different breed. Like, she's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like, that she's under control even when she is Jen. Well, I guess we've seen it. She was helping out, I guess, in the post credit scene. She was helping them out at the end, bringing in water. So, I guess they know that she's still Jen while she's in Hulk form. So, I don't yeah. Know. So I guess they can see the difference because I don't think they've ever seen Bruce in Hulk form for real, really like with his alter ego. So it's definitely yeah. And I was I was wondering that too. I was like, well, he they probably seen like the Professor Hulk side, yeah. but yeah, I don't think well, outside of the they? girl he was talking to because nah, he said he's so. been out in Mexico, and even in episode one, she talked about him being alone. So I'm like, does he even have a connection mm. with his family? And then we seen in the Incredible Hulk movie. That he was by himself for most of the movie. Like it was really yeah. the adventure. He was with his lady family. or by herself. Yeah, like, oh yeah, he was with him. oh yeah, because he had came back to the city. He was messing with Betty Ross in the in the movie, but he really yep. didn't have any connection to his family. Like he was often, I forgot where he was at in the beginning of the he was somewhere overseas, but he has no real connection. We've never seen his family before. So I assume he has no connection to them. But she still is gonna have that connection, so that could play a part. So I don't know. It's definitely a difference there for sure. So it's different. That's why I said I like how it's just not the Hulk part two. Like this is somebody completely different from the Hulk. This is like She-Hulk. She's somebody different. Not just because she's a woman, but the traits that come with her as well. And that's dope. I thought it was interesting too that the legal firm that her firm was going against in the beginning of the show, she's now working for them. They technically got her fired, but 
now she's working for them in their superhuman division. And I just thought that was interesting because I thought we would have seen her stay with her law firm the whole time. When did they come up with this division? That's why I was kind of like, like, yeah. did y'all have this division the whole time and just nobody knew They probably about it? did. They did probably they have this division the whole time? time? Did they, they say they, they had other clients? They, no, they didn't say that they had it, but you know how some people have like a whole secret division of their corporation or something like that. That's why she was surprised when they brought her on because it's like, not only do you want me to come to y'all after firing me, but you want me to represent like superhuman people and you want me to be in my super version. And, and, and my that's self? my point because they wanted her to be Hulk. So I'm like, who else was before her that had to be like a superhero as a lawyer? Who else did you have? Or is she the first person that is splitting the lawyer superhero duties? Is she the first one? Is she special? Or did well, you already was, have a lawyer um, in that case? Who was Daredevil a lawyer for in the Daredevil La series? Daredevil had same? his own company. Mm, yeah, I don't know and that. He worked, and he worked for somebody. Damn, what did Dare, Daredevil did work for a company? Him and Froggy did work for somebody. But I don't, I don't, their name was. It may not have been the same people though. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the same company. And they damn sure didn't have a superhero division because I damn sure would have remembered that. <laughs> so it was definitely something different. But they ended up starting their own company in Daredevil. So it might be something. They might be uh, enemies in this show. And Daredevil might be going at uh, GLKH in this series. That's something that we could see. But he had his own thing with Froggy. I don't know if they will revert to that because, like I said before, it's, there's, it's not going to be a continuation of what we've seen in Daredevil. They're going to do a soft reboot with him, so we could see a different background than what we've seen in the Netflix show. So I don't know if they're going to change some things. Maybe he does work for GLK slash H in, in this storyline. I don't know. Mm. So, yeah. And I'm wondering what they're going to do as far as uh, the build-up with Abomination. Are they going to go the route of showing us like the post-credit scene of Shang-Chi? Is there going to be a Shang-Chi 2 build-up? Or is there going to be a Thunderbolts buildup? Yeah. The Titania, uh, whatever that lady name was in Titania, the first yeah. episode. Titania, like, are they going to build with her and Abomination for the Thunderbolts? Or are we going to get that hint with, um, with what's the name for Shang-Chi 2? I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think we're going to dive into a Thunderbolts because is Thunderbolts coming before Shang-Chi 2? Because we looked up the, I think so. 20, yeah. I think Sean, I think Thunderbolts comes out end of 2023, correct? Because it's the end of phase five. I think so. I'll have to look it up, but and I think Song Chi so. 2 comes out in 2024. 2024. I know for sure, that comes out in 2024 yeah. for sure. And I think Thunderbolts comes out at the end of 2023. So they could be hinting at that, and that's why he broke out. But I was kind of questioning it because when they showed him breaking out, he was in like the same. He was in the ring where we seen him in in uh, Shang-Chi 1, like the little fighting ring where they were doing all the betting and stuff like that. So I was like, they're right. wrong in uh, breaking him out. Like, how did he leave Rav and he's back in that fighting ring? Like, how did he get out of there? Thunderbolt's supposed to come out July 26, 2024. So both movies are supposed to come out oh, in 2024. Oh. Like, back to back. I can't remember which one comes out first, but they both come out 2024. That's, why, that's really why I'm interested because... They can swing it either way, but I think Wong is gonna get him from uh from the the thing that he's in the the captive um prison that he's in, mm -hmm. and I think he's gonna take him to the tournament thing, and the, we'll probably get a scene like that showing but why how would it be he escapes. Why would it be in reverse? Why would it? They just not keep up with the continuation of like, oh, we've already seen him in the fighting ring, like let him break out somewhere else, because just seeing him in the raft and then see him magically 
in this in this fighting ring, it honestly doesn't make sense unless Wong was there because it's not like these places are like next door. So it's like yeah, Wong had true. Wong had to do the magic portal, and that's when you see the ring transform into like the Rav prison. So that's why I said was Wong involved because why is he there? Like who is at the the fighting ring that you need to connect with? Other than Wong, that mm. we see it in Chang Chi One, like it just wouldn't make sense. So I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, he got I don't out. know how they'll fill that gap in. I don't know how I, they'll. Fill I, I just don't know how he got out because it was supremely locked down the last time he we seen him. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know how you just break out like that without some sort of middleman like Wong breaking you out. I don't know. And was he lying this whole time about not wanting to turn into abomination anymore? Because if you don't, if you quote unquote don't want to do that anymore, and you've learned to suppress it, what has Wong persuaded you? to do to make you want to turn back into abomination like is it just a little bit of freedom that you get by escaping or do you get some type of other incentive by turning back into abomination i want to know what wong said to persuade him was wong the person that really helped him along his journey to become like a a smart Mm. abomination where he can high key be a, a mixture of both that he's not his full alter ego of abomination wong could have helped him along that journey and that's why we see him in split uh, personalities like we see with the Hulk, and that's why he's not the full thing. That could be what Wong did for him, especially with the Chinese culture or the Asian culture of like meditation, all that type of stuff, breathing, you know what I'm saying, along that type of lines. I feel like Wong could have helped him with that. And that's why, and then just fighting with him and just sparring, like just keeps him up to date on what's out there, just in case the government needs him again. That's why Wong spars with him. You know, I'm, I'm just filling in gaps. That, that, that could be... <laughs> No, that could be something they play on, though, because I, I really want to know how how is all that going to work. But they've been doing a good job, like we said, of keeping up a fast pace, but also giving us what we want. So I want to give Marvel a, a huge thumbs up for that, because I haven't been this excited for a show exactly, since bro. Um, WandaVision and Loki, like we always say. So they're off to a great start so far. Hopefully they keep it going for the what the rest of these seven episodes. We got seven yeah. more episodes left, I think. So, yeah, um, Tatiana Maslany, though, bro, I love her acting. The way she continuously breaks the fourth wall, the way she just is so fun. Her character is so funny without trying that you're just pulled into every second of the show. And all the adult jokes and everything, it, it's just funny as hell. I love the show so far. And I had this question, bro, because we see her get fired at the beginning of the episode because of what happened at the end of episode one. But would you want to fire somebody who's half superhero, half lawyer, and you you just seen her save somebody's life? Like, when he was giving his reasoning for firing her, it honestly didn't make sense because it's like, okay, you wanted me to stay a lawyer, but the people would have got killed. I turned into a superhero, I saved everybody, turned back into a lawyer, and I'm fired? Like, it, the reasoning didn't make sense, bro. Like, why wouldn't you want to have a superhero slash lawyer on your team? That sounds fire, especially if she could control it. Because he was saying it was the fact that it was going to cause too much friction in the courtroom. And even though the bias would have been in their favor in most decisions, it would have caused conflict. Like GLKH, they got her fired because they said, no, like they have a superhero lawyer. Like, yeah, of course they're going to side with whatever the (laughs) hell they say. There could be undisputable evidence on our side and they're still going to side with them because she's She-Hulk. Like Mm. she's saving their lives and whatnot. So there's, there's a, um, of safety bias to that so i think that's why he was telling her look even though you did the right thing we're not firing you for doing the right thing we're just we just have to let you go 
because moving forward, it's not going to help our cases. And we're going to lose more cases than we get because of the fact that we're going to have the bias on our side with you being a superhero. But now that she's going to be defending villains and superheroes, yeah. she's on even playing ground now. Just because she's a superhero doesn't mean anything now. And would you have taken this opportunity to defend Emil Blonsky after the history that he has with Bruce Banner as the Hulk? Would you have defended him? Would you have taken the job? I mean, Bruce gave her the green light, so shit. <laughs> I mean, that's all she really needed. Still, still something don't feel right about that, bro. Especially if Especially if the abomination, the peaceful abomination is just the act and he still has beef with the Hulk. Well, I guess the, the Hulk, I guess the Hulk done left, so he can't even fight the Hulk for real. But he he specifically said, bro, I never really had beef with your cousin. Like I was a trained military soldier. I said, yeah. Pumped yeah, up yeah. with pumped up with super serum. Like I was I was supposed to be like the next Captain America. Well, he he's mm. Russian and British, but yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. He he was yeah, supposed yeah. to be like the next Captain America type soldier. Mm-hmm. And then they inject me with this other serum, and I'm like, I'm turning into a monster now and shit. So I'm just giving direct orders to kill your cousin. It was never a personal beef. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I said last week, it wasn't a personal beef, but I still feel like he wanted to get his get back for getting his ass beat. Like, demolished oh, at the end of Incredible Hulk. That's what I was saying. But, like, with the Hulk off-world right now, because he left in some Sakaran ship this episode that we've seen him yeah. in, it's, like, really no opportunity to get revenge on him. And that's what leads me to the question of, like, what do we do with the Abomination move forward? Like, yes, yeah, the Thunderbolts. But it's, like, Abomination high-key could be on the good side if he's working with Wong. Like, I'm not just going to be somebody that just throws him to the Thunderbolts if he's working with Wong. Like, it just doesn't make sense, especially when you really have no ties to the evil side. Like, Thaddeus Ross was somebody you work with, but he's dead now. So it's like, you really can't even work with Thaddeus Ross no more. You might as well go fuck with Wong and whatever he doing. Well, that that's the same thing we could say about Winter Soldier. Like, Bucky has no ties to anything evil at this point. So but he started off as a good soldier, be... though. But my man was best friends with uh, Steve. Like, it was a connection there. But now he has no connection because the person that he was working for, Thaddeus Ross... In real life, but, is dead. But he got a connection with um, what's his name? He got a connection with uh, new Captain America now. Damn, what's bro name? The Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, he got a connection with. He still has a connection with the Avengers. When? You helped. He helped fight with the Avengers to save the world. And Abomination. Turn, no, I'm talking about Winter Soldier. I'm talking about Bucky. Oh no, no, I'm talking about Abomination. I'm talking about where's Abominations. I understand. I understand Bucky. Cause he has a he has a, a a relationship with Steve. That's why he went good. But it's still like, why is Abomination turned bad if he has no connection to the evil side? Since but, that but is what I'm saying, bro. They're saying Winter Soldier is supposed to be part of the Thunderbolts too when the movie. Oh, like, he gonna he's switch sides. That's oh. what I'm saying. Why are we making anybody who's slated to the see, good side? I didn't side hear that. I didn't hear that. Over. Okay, like that, that doesn't make sense. And that's what I'm saying to your point. If Abomination is showing is showing signs of, oh, he might not really be evil for real, why is he going to be on the Thunderbolts? That's my same question about Bucky. We know for a fact Bucky is not evil anymore. So why, why play with that? Now, Zemo, Zemo isn't good, but he's not necessarily just an evil person anymore either. So he could go either way. So he could easily be on the Thunderbolts because one day he might want to destroy the world. That could be the... He might have a good conscience. And that's what I was about to say. That's the big reason why I think Winter Soldier, if the report is true, if he's a part of the Thunderbolts, 
it's most likely because of Zemo because Zemo still has the the little passcode or whatever to unlock his brain. I understand he went to Wakanda and my girl did some type of mind thing on him, but it could still be something in the back of his head just that just connects. If Zemo says the little ritual or whatever to make him become the Winter Soldier once again, so that could be the only reason I see that Winter Soldier goes back and does the Thunderbolt route with Zemo. It has to be some sort of connection with that because you've had you're too tight with my man at this point with Falcon. Yeah. So it has to yeah, be something like know, unlocked bro. in the Winter Soldier brain. I I don't I don't know. I don't think Bucky just gonna. I don't think he'll get persuaded that easily though, bro. It wasn't he was he was he wasn't really persuaded easily he was forced to do it because his brain was locked but once he went to wakanda and they broke that shit down but that's him, what i'm and saying they, it still could they be said it there. over they said it over and over to him and he got to the point where he could literally sit there and hear all of the codes and mm. then not switch i was like okay he good at that point like and zemo doesn't even look like he wants to do that anymore but so we know that I he's going to be a part of Thunderbolts, though, so it could be some motivation behind so, it. So I think that's my main question with Thunderbolts right now. Like, is it going to be just a lot of true evil intent with them, or is there going to be some – it's just going to be anti-heroes. Anti-heroes, because they, they want to replace the Avengers, because the Avengers, as we know it, are shattered at this point. All the people that we yeah. know, Iron Man, Captain America, they, they're gone at this point. So the two leaders are gone. So if somebody has to replace them, that's where the Dark Avengers or quote-unquote the Thunderbolts are going to step in as the new team. They're not going to be heroes like we know from the past. They're going to be anti-heroes. It's going to be Yelena Belova who is like half and half. It's going to be Zemo who's like half and half. It's like all of the people. Yeah, John Walker is like half and half because we've seen him as the Captain America, but we've seen him kill somebody in broad daylight with everybody watching. So it's like, it's a lot of anti-heroes. Abomination, even though we've seen him evil in the past, he's working what Wong, like anti-heroes. So it's going to be a lot of anti-heroes in that show. Like they want to replace the Avengers, but it's some, it has to be some sort of dark intent behind it. Like, and that's where uh, Louis, uh, Jewy Louise Dreyfus is going to come in as the Val character. Whatever her intent is, because we don't have Thaddeus Ross anymore, she's going to be the leader of this Thunderbolts gang. I just don't know what the intent is. Is she just trying to, like, make them the real Avengers? But it has to be something more than just making them the new Avengers. Like, what else do you have? Like, what what is the objective behind that? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's a lot they got to unwrap with that. So And we're going to get that, I feel like, throughout this series. Like, it's only episode two, so I'm assuming that we, with the more we learn about Abomination, it's just not going to stop at he's broken out. We're going to see him again and realize, like, what his intentions are, what he's trying to do, who he's talking to. I, I think there there's a good chance they could go deeper into the Wong stuff too with how um with how Shang Chi ended it and everything because we're gonna get in Eternals too and I mm -hmm. think there's still some type of tie tie into with whatever beacon that was going on I think that still relates to Eternals somehow some way because we never heard, really got an answer on that. What I heard about uh, the Eternals too and how this show could play is like where's the Hulk going? Could the yep. Hulk have been flown in that Shakaran ship to fly up to be the judge of the Eternals that ended up getting uh, picked up by Arishim, the Celestial? Or could he be somebody that's judging? Because before they got scooped up, they were talking about uh, the, the... And what did they say in Eternals? They were saying that the, the, the life on this planet is so good, you shouldn't kill them. They ended up picking up three of the Eternals and say, we have to judge the planet. Maybe they're getting other people's opinions on how the... The life on planet really are, and maybe Bruce Banner is a, a good person to ask, a good advocate on part of Earth. So they're sending him up there to be a judge and judge the Eternals. That's why that show can end up playing in, and that's why we see him going away in this point, this episode. 
Okay. That that could be something. I like the World War Hulk um Easter egg too. About mm-hmm. he may be going to like I I think you said something about he may yeah. have a son or something like that. So yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of things that's in the the cards for Hulk. Like the Hulk's storyline could be really ramping up over the next couple of years. I'm hearing that we're going to get that World War Hulk movie. They're going to announce it at this D23 or something that's really bubbling up right now. So it could be he's a part of the Eternals that ends up going to Sakaar. I heard it's a whole connection that he gets in a relationship with somebody at in Sakaar, and that's how that's when he ends up having a kid. And that's when the whole World War Hulk situation ends up happening. They say it's a little too early right now, but it's like just the beginning of it that we're seeing. So we're in the beginning stage. So they say we're supposed to see the real Hulk again soon. Thank God. We haven't seen anything in so long, but it should be dope. It does. It should be dope. And so I had uh, a question about, um, I have a question about Jen. I wonder what role she's going to play over the next three, four years. Do you see her being a huge part in any of the two Avengers movies, whether it's Secret Wars or Kang Dynasty? Like, where do you see She-Hulk playing a major role moving forward? That's what's tough about these grounded characters that we're getting moving forward. It's like, we're so grand scale now that the grounded characters feel so on the ground like unless you get transported to the other area like we're in the quantum the quantum realm it's like it's so much that y'all not really privy to y'all just really on the ground like daredevil like where does daredevil really fit in outside of like the new york crime scene like that's something Mm -hmm. that i'm really interested in what marvel would do with that because i honestly do not know that is because it's weird bro because yes y'all will have battles in new york and on the ground so yeah we need y'all for that but y'all ain't gonna be the top dogs like we know the dr strange isn't all them to be she's just gonna be one of the the side characters unfortunately because you as a you can't be a big ground mm. character at this point bro i don't think you can mm. or important i don't think you can well daredevil doesn't daredevil uh won't he be in that group with with like Blade and Ghost Rider and Moon Knight in them? What's Possibly. their names? Uh, Midnight Suns. Yeah, the Midnight Suns. I it thought Daredevil was part of that. It could be a part of that group too. Like I okay. said, I don't, I don't know though. And, and that that's a pretty straight group to be a part of. Obviously, Daredevil is like he's not weak, but he'll be the weakest link because he ain't got supernatural powers like the mm-hmm. rest of them. But he'll be a, a heavy hitter in that. But mm-hmm. even then, I don't know how you could throw She-Hulk in any of those type of episodes or even a cameo in any of that stuff because it's like, I... He's just a fun character, bro. And this yeah, is what I was asking. Character. This is what I was asking. Well, even Falcon or the uh, the new Captain America, Anthony Mackie, even he has wings so he can fly to other shit. Like, he don't got to be, like, on a world to actually fight. He can go some other places. He can maybe go to space. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how far his, like, his wings fly. So he can actually oh, he ain't flying to space. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where his wings can go. <laughs> nah, I don't he know ain't flying to space. <laughs> but it's just like they're just so on the ground, and that feels so 2010. You feel me? Like that shit ain't gonna get you nowhere unless Doctor Strange send you a portal or Wong send you a portal and get you to some other off-world shit. Like that's where we're at in the Marvel universe. So the grand grounded characters, bro. I just don't know where they fit in. Well, I think what needs to happen is, bro, we need Nick Fury back. That's what we need, bro. We need Nick Fury back, and we need Sword, and we need my dog to come in and assembling teams and getting people together and taking people out of their element. I think that's what's missing. I think that's what could give She-Hulk a big platform and whatever she gets thrown into next, whatever show or movie, because Mm -hmm. we haven't seen Nick Fury 
like we haven't seen Nick Fury play a huge role in any of these Marvel films in like what the last three, four years for real. Damn near since I can't even say Infinity War because he had Scott nobody get together. Him. Infinity I'm about War. I barely remember him from Infinity War. Damn, bro. So it's been like what since 2016, 2017 since Nick Fury really had a big say so in something. So I think he has to come back. He's all he's he with Sword. He's a, he's at Sword right now. Maybe he gets in touch with um Jen because Bruce is gone. Maybe he tries to get in touch with Bruce, finds out Bruce is going to Sakarian ship, and then he's like, Oh, he has a cousin. Let's get in touch with her. She's just as smart um, as far as like you know, legal shit. Bring yeah. her up here, have her do whatever we need. And that's the thing do. with Jen. It's like you you feel like she would have to stay on the ground because of the lawyer thing. She already doesn't want to be a full-time superhero. So it's like she wouldn't want to be away from her job just doing superhero shit. Oh, we, we, we got you. We don't, we don't care no, about that. Like, no, that's, that's a part of her persona at this point, bro. It's the same thing with Daredevil. The, it's a part of his persona that they're half and half. Like in the day, they are lawyers. But at night, that's when they do their vigilante shit. That's why we could see them fight against the Dark Avengers, because then we could see them pop out at any time with the Dark Avengers and have their costume on or have their She-Hulk attire on. But it's just like they can't be off-world because they still have a life here. All of these other Avengers really don't have lives, bro, or lives that they're tied to. These two characters like Daredevil and She-Hulk are tied to their lives because they don't want anybody to know that it's them. Well, Daredevil at least. She-Hulk, everybody already knows, but it's different. Man, I don't know. Hopefully she gets some type of action, you know, in outer space or in the quantum realm. Like, I want to see her do something like, more. Like, She-Hulk in the quantum realm don't even sound right, though, bro. Like, that don't even sound don't right. She-Hulk in the quantum realm? By the time we Why get one of these, <laughs> by the time we get these two Avengers movies in 2025, I need She-Hulk playing a huge part. If Bruce ain't going to play a huge part, I at least need Jen to. We can't have two Hulks out here, and neither one of them want to be the Hulk. Like, that's just not going to make is, sense. And this is the thing, bro. With the X-Men coming up, she can maybe run with them. Or maybe they could be a, a war with the X-Men, Avengers versus X-Men, where y'all going head to head. I heard that there was an X-Men uh, or a Wolverine Easter egg in this episode. It says something about a man with claws was fighting at a bar at the news article that Jen was reading. That was a Wolverine Easter egg. So I'm hearing that the, 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 the mutants are in this universe. I heard it was a Wolverine Easter egg. I gotta rewatch the episode because I swear I did not see it or hear it. I it was when, attention. yeah, it was when Jen was uh, talking to her best friend and she was looking on the computer for jobs. It was like on the like right hand side. It was like you could barely see it. They had to really like. Oh, it, it was one it. of them Easter eggs. Yeah, it was, it was one of them new rock stars Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You could barely they see zoom it. In. They yeah. go into a laptop on the TV, like, <laughs> if you look in this small subsection, you see, man, yeah, that's where it was. It was like in the subsection, bro. They ain't going to make Marvel, it easy. Marvel got to stop doing that, bro. We need in our face. Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't trying to look off into the corner of a very important scene to see an Easter egg for something else. <laughs> and it's crazy because they be catching them. Like, they be watching these episodes live, too. And they'll point that shit out. They'll looking at a newspaper article. Nigga pointed that shit out as soon as he watched the episode. He said, it's something right there. He read the shit. He paused it. He read the shit. He said, that's a Wolverine Easter egg. I said, that's nuts, bro. How you niggas There's just no pay way. attention to shit like that? I would have never caught that. <laughs> I would have never caught that. <laughs> Man, that shit is crazy, they, they do it better than anybody else, though. No, nah, that's no bullshit. <laughs> I fuck with them heavy, for sure, for sure. Uh... And that's really it by, uh, about this episode. The post credit scene wasn't really anything. She was just helping out her family. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It was a pretty short episode, too. It was only like 27 minutes. What? How long was last episode? I think they both were only like, well, the first one was probably closer to 30, but this one was about 27, 28. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like more so with the WandaVision type of time. Like we're getting up in the the time, like 40 minutes episodes, but it's like this one is like more so. I ain't going to lie. I like the time frame that they got for these episodes because one, we don't need an hour each episode for what we're getting because I feel like when Mm. they do an hour for each episode, you're just dragging so much and you're making certain Mm. scenes way longer than what they need to be. 30 minute shows, lawyer type of vibe, like, because that's what you get with some of these shows. Like they be, some of them be an hour, but then you got some that are like 30 minutes, like 30 minute increments. And it just feels like you're watching more of a lawyer type, not sitcom, but you're, you're watching a lawyer type cable show. That's what it feels like when I watch She-Hulk. I don't yeah. feel like I'm watching a Marvel thing. I'm really feeling like I'm cutting on ABC or CBS and I'm watching the show that just so happens to have superheroes. And yeah. I like that feel. And so that's, a, that's a good vibe. That's a good vibe for sure. But the, the hour shows that we have gotten have been the best shows because I only remember it being two hour shows or 40 minute shows, which was Loki and then WandaVision. So I, was like, I wouldn't be mad if it was 40 minutes, but because the other 30 minute shit we've been getting hasn't been that great. But I'm not mad at it because we're getting so many episodes. So I feel like it's going to be, you know what I'm saying, par- properly spread out among these next seven episodes. So it's going to make sense yeah. by the end. But what do you think will happen with Abomination? And uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest key at, at this point. Uh, out of prison. I say for episode three, I think what's going to happen is we're going to we're going to see how Wong broke him out of his prison cell. And I think we're going to get background of course into what he's been doing why he's purposely turning into abomination and i think we're gonna get some type of thunderbolts hint either episode three or maybe episode four val because val will have to show up at this point but everybody that we have affiliated with the thunderbolts val has shown up so it had to be val coming back and saying like hey I, i had a connection to thunderbolt ross obviously we know that thunderbolt ross won't show up because he has passed away but she it was connected to him so it's like, hey, I know Thunderbolt Ross. Come be a part of my team. This is what we're doing. And that's how he goes over. Because he really has nowhere to go. Because he's messing with Wong, but he works for the government. He does what the government says. She's going to say, I work for the government. You're going to work for me. You know, that nigga's going to go along with anything. He worked for the government. He's loyal <laughs> to the shit. So he's just going to go along with it. I feel like that's why I, he's going to end up working with the Thunderbolts. More so than just like, okay, I'm just evil because I broke out of jail. It's like, no, it has to be something else behind that. And it's just like mm-hmm. his government loyalty is really what's behind what he's doing. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. I'm loving every episode so far. Yes, sir, man. Hopefully it picks up with the pace. Egg, you got anything else? Uh, No, that's it. I'm ready for episode three. All right, man. We appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.